God is our provider, right? And so if our motives are in alignment with his motives, then the resources are going to show themselves. Now, what happens when we get the resources? This is my favorite thing to say to us believers. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. As we talk about fitness and faith, you know our the title of our podcast, Run the Race, is based on a verse in Hebrews talking about running the race of perseverance, finishing strong, going after Jesus. And uh, that's a great way to start the new year as well, as uh, I'm trying to read the Bible every day and trying not to trip up on that goal and that plan, and uh, also trying to get my finances uh, arranged and make sure I'm smart with my budget and uh, and I'm smart with my family and, and how we use our resources. And we're talking about that today, about using your money, telling your money what to do and uh, creating smart things, having fun along the way, you know, taking some vacations and things, but also investing and uh, putting your money uh, where you want it to go. And so we're talking to somebody today who is um, who, who focuses on kingdom economics and what the Bible says about wealth. We have Charlene Awaru. She told me that's how she pronounces her name, is Awaru, like a roo that you make for a, um, a different gumbo, perhaps, because she is from originally in Mobile, Alabama, just north of uh, those great places in Louisiana. And she's a teacher now as well, uh, a powerhouse, again, that has uh, been in the Phoenix City, Columbus, Georgia area uh, for the last couple years. And uh, she wears a lot of hats, devoted wife, loving mother of four, and a serial entrepreneur graduating from the University of Alabama in Birmingham, UAB, with a BS in accounting. And she made a promise to God and her family she wanted to be a success on the other side of that bachelor's degree. And she's a fourth-generation entrepreneur. And her her latest uh, venture, um, you know, she uh, wants to be, you know, really focused on digital marketing, helping folks connect with their audience through the power of digital marketing. And I'm talking to her today because later on this week, Saturday, January 20th, she's going to be the main speaker and teacher at a, uh, a, a an event called Financial Foundations for Building Your Year. It's going to be Saturday, January 20th. It's going to be some sessions from noon till about 4 p.m. essentially. And the Chattahoochee Valley chapter of the All About Fitness family, you guys know about them. We've talked to you know Dwayne Webb, uh, formerly from the Army, and uh, he does some great work doing boot camps, free stuff, helping people you know physically, emotionally, spiritually. So that's going to be happening again Saturday, January 20th at the Columbus Public Library on Macon Road here in Columbus, Georgia. Now, Charlene, she is, uh, you know, she may be humble about this, but she's a dynamic uh, motivational speaker and uh, she has a lot of insights about you know managing your personal economy we want to talk about that today and embracing kingdom economics you know what is that what is kingdom economics and um, she uh, really has uh, saw a need for entrepreneur and financial curriculum for children so she's created some of those mentor programs as well and she recently got a teaching job so not only should, does she teach outside the classroom she's now inside the classroom and has a, a heart for service a heart for helping kids helping adults know the, the importance of, you know, great um, money mindset uh, when it comes to, you know, what the, the Bible says about um, money. So uh, without further ado, uh, Charlene Awaru, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed <laughs> by that introduction. I'm humbled exactly what you said. That's yeah. amazing. Thank you. And you've got a, a podcast you're going to be launching fairly soon called Economic Streets. You're going to be kind of uh, making it kind of easy to understand, right? Because that's what a lot of folks, they're, you know, in the new year or whatever, they're confused 
confused. They're like, okay, so what does it mean to invest? What does it mean to be an entrepreneur? How do I make sure that I like don't run out of money, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I will be launching a podcast called Economic Streets. You can look for it in February. Um, it's also, economics sounds so big and so broad, but it's really so simple as managing your resources, managing your house. What comes in, what goes out of your house. The Greek word for economics uh, economics is economos, and it simply means house manager. Huh. Yeah, it Just means house manager. So you're managing your resources. What's coming in, what's going out? And I want to present economics in a way of, of the people. I want to speak it in the language of the people, the vernacular of the people. So economic streets, you know, and where I'm from, they'd be like, what's the word on the street, right? Mm -hmm. So let, let's let's make it plain. We don't have to go to uh, the financial uh, television shows and look at the scroll going across at the bottom and scratching our head is not as hard as what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, sometimes we just need to like look at the simple parts of things exactly. and, and uh, of life. And so uh, we want to talk a little bit about, you know, obviously goals for the new year and um, being an entrepreneur and what the Bible says about wealth. But first of all, I want to talk to you about these two words, you know, and we hear it sometimes, especially as Christians in church, but kingdom economics. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, we, we separate God and money and we think, okay, what well, does God really care that you're rich or that you're poor or that you, you know, get this job or whatever else, or that you, you know, maybe save this money versus going on an extravagant vacation or buying like this expensive car. Does God really care? And so, um, you know, what, what is kingdom economics? Kingdom economics is the economics of the kingdom. The first thing I want us to know, and it's been this misconcept that because we're, because we love God, that we shouldn't have money. That is absolutely incorrect. We are, this is myth busters today. Okay. That's not true. First of all, the main reason that that's not true is because in order to advance the kingdom, which is the great commission, right? Go out and make disciples of all men. We have to have money. If we don't have money, we can't advance the kingdom. We can't reach these nations without money. The scripture says the nations will be your inheritance, right? Well, in order to get that inheritance, we got to be able to get to these people. And so we've got to have money for the assignment. And God knows that. He's our father. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He has these resources available to us, and they are available to us once we decide, you know what, let's partner with God and see what he wants us to do. Because motives matter, right? We can, we're not giving you this money to, you know, go to Vegas. That's not what we're getting the money for. We're getting the money to advance the kingdom. And, of course, if we're advancing his kingdom, then, of course, he wants the best for us as well. We're his children. So kingdom economics is not just the economics for ourselves. It's about kingdom advancement. It's about uh, the children of God having bread. We don't have to be in the streets begging. And, uh, you know, we, you've hear, heard terms in the past politically like trickle-down economics and about how, you know, there's all these this fight about like, okay, the rich have, you know, or the 1% or whatever else that you hear about in, in you know, nowadays. But um, with kingdom economics, is it like kingdom, is it like a pyramid or is kingdom at the top and then like everything else kind of falls underneath um, in terms of like the priorities and, and how you spend your money and how you prioritize things? This is really very simple. I know a lot of people might hear it and think, hey, this is huge. But like, it's really, really very simple. Kingdom economics is something that you do automatically, but you don't realize you're doing it. First of all, God, this is, what do we do? God said, 
give us give give back to him right why because we got to feed the widows and the poor right so there's that all right then you got to take care of yourself that's cool that's fine but then also you know the scripture says invest in seven ventures j8 because we don't know the folly that will become the land right that's in ecclesiastics we got to be prepared for what's coming all right, so you got the you got those three, and then the fourth is to advance the kingdom. This is a lateral. Anybody can participate in kingdom economics. You don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be, you know, living in the in the high rise. All right, it's not something that you have to. But it does take consistency and it does take discipline. That's something that we all have to do in this race, whether we're working on our fitness, our finance, or just our personal uh, emotional goals. We got to be consistent and we got to be disciplined. But it's not a hierarchy at all. This is this is it's, it's equal opportunity for everyone. Yeah, and not, I mean, not everyone's going to be able to uh, move on up to the east side right. to a deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> exactly, you know, I mean, exactly. it's it's going to happen for some of us or not. And sometimes that takes hard work, it takes luck. Sometimes knowing the right people, absolutely, uh, you know, being in the right place at the right time. And sometimes you know, uh, doors will close, doors will open. And you know, um, I, I talked to uh, on my last episode with Mike Gaiman from Valley Rescue Mission, a great non profit here in town and he said you know he's he's at doors closed and he says that when he surrendered to god and really kind of just said listen you can have it that's when like doors would open and it'd be like oh okay wow i i wasn't even like you know thinking about that mm-hmm. and um so you know in terms of you know you were talking about giving back to god and giving back to the church and and helping the widows and the needy. Um, and some folks may say, okay, well, I hear in the Bible says tithe and give 10% to the church. But like, what if, you know, that's going to put a strain on my budget or, or it's going to be difficult for me to do that? Um, what would you say to folks about like, you know, um, you know, kind of how to strategize your budget to make it work for you? First of all, let me speak to tithing. Tithing doesn't have to be money always. You can tie with your time. You can tie with your talents. You can tie with your prayers even, right? Um, so money is great. We need it. But don't let that limit you from giving back, right? Your time is, is a tie because we trade money for time, mm-hmm. okay? Your your talent is a time. That's something somebody would have paid a service for. You know, they would have paid a fee for those things. So you still have an opportunity to give back even if there is a strain on your budget. Now, as far as straining on your budget financially, first of all, now I know some of us cannot do this, but some of us need to take a step back and say, um, we need to live below our means. Like we are doing some extravagant stuff, some things we don't need, and we need to go back to the basics of financial literacy, which is needs versus wants. All right. What do I need? What do I want? Do I need the best iPhone? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, do we need that? Can I take a percentage of what went there and invest in something? And I want to speak to investing. I know people get a little nervous about investing. Now, it's, investing can be risky depending on your investment. But you got to remember, investing in yourself is also an investment. All right. If you're investing in your fitness, if you're investing in your education, if you're investing in a, um, a new opportunity, that is going to yield some type of profit or is going to uh, increase the value of your skill set or your resume. That is still considered investing, okay? You can also invest in other people. You see a project, you see a entrepreneurship. I'm going to invest in some of my students. Like they're making bracelets and hey, let me invest in them so that they can buy some more beads. You know what I mean? But you can invest in people. You can invest in my favorite thing to invest in is real estate, guys. I'm not telling you go buy a house, but what I'm saying is 
there is not any more land. God is, has not created any more lately. All right. So like <laughs> go buy some land because this <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it, 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 it is a scarce resource. It's Earth, a Earth is not getting any bigger. Right. Go or buy smaller. some land. Eventually, eventually <laughs> you'll get a return on that. But yeah. yeah. So like you got to look at that budget and, and, and get a little more discipline with it. We got to sit down and say, hey, do I need this? Do I want this? And remember that. What is your goal? What are we trying to get to? Is the iPhone that important that, you know, we can't put up for a rainy day? You know, what statistics say is you should be prepared financially to take care of all your bills for three to six months. You know, have, that, have that kind of emergency fund, your emergency fund. You should you should have three to six months at the way, you know, things are shaking right now. Let's go for a year. Why not? You know, after we got that nest, that nest egg over there, our savings, our emergency fund, then, you know, you have an opportunity to play around with some things. I know we want to go on vacation and that's great. You should reward yourself. You definitely should reward yourself because who wants to um, spend their whole life and did not say they had those experiences. But you also want to plan for your future. You know, we're looking at retirement. We're looking at your next generation. You know, make sure they have a good stronghold a strong stronghold and foundation so that they can make the best start we want to have those things in place um do we want to you know be a billionaire sure we do but you know <laughs> let's be realistic about what we can and cannot do and um it, it's not as hard as what we think but it does require looking from a different lens and that's the lens of abundance you know god jesus came that we would have life and life more abundantly and abundance doesn't have to be the billion, but it could be peace in your spirit because you know you're you're making good decisions. Yeah, exactly. And and kind of and and maybe you know putting it on your you know on your notes or, or writing down like okay, how do I spend my money? Right. What percentage goes to this? And, and sometimes it means you know making some changes. Uh, maybe you don't buy a, a six dollar Starbucks every day, or maybe you don't buy that brand new car that loses value like in the Immediately. snap. So buying maybe a, a, a used car. And, and maybe, you know, um, going on a vacation, but maybe not every month, you know, or something like that. So making kind of smart decisions like that. There's people buy so many streaming services now, like, okay, do I use them all? And all the stuff in my closet, do I use it all? And so figuring out what you use, because I know my wife's, uh, you know, big right now in terms of decluttering and like, okay, let's, if we haven't worn this in six months or a year, let's, let's get rid of it. Um, and then you, you talked about goals. Uh, we are just, you know, a week or two into the new year, 2024. A lot of folks make goals, whether it be to, to lose weight or um, financial goals, spiritual goals. Um, what would you say to folks about that, about making those goals? I mean, should they be real specific about uh, their money goals? Like, because some people will say, I want to be healthier or I want to um, make more money or I want to like save more money. And that seems like a good goal, but those are pretty generic goals, they right? They are, they are. And the more specific your goals are, the better chance they have of being attained. You know, I know we, in marketing and in other uh Avenues we talk about smart goals. You make them specific, measurable, attainable. You know, um, something we can record and keep record of. So you definitely want to set something that's realistic, right? So like, oh, I'm gonna save two thousand dollars a month. Maybe that's realistic for you. Maybe that's not. But let's be realistic. What can you actually do? And I would say start off small. You and then you can you can get you can always increase. Yeah, you that. can always increase. Yeah. Start off small. Let's just make it a goal to not go to Starbucks but three times a week instead of the five. <laughs> That's you know just start off small. And you know what? I would challenge you to uh, ha have your bank to separate your expenses 
into categories. And if you can see how much of that pie chart is going to food, you would be, <laughs> you would be flabbergasted. Like literally, we spend a lot of money eating out. But yes, make your goals small. Make them something that you can measure because um, I'm one of those people who gets those endorphins when I, when I complete something, you know? So like when I see that I hit my goal, ding, that makes me feel good. And I'm sure it will make you feel good to see that you could hit that specific goal. So, you know, let's, let's cut back on Starbucks to three days a week instead of five. Let's, um, maybe eat out once a week instead of three. All right. Well, just, just small little changes that you'll see a great impact in over time. It's not necessarily, we're not asking you to, you know, reinvent the wheel. We're just asking you to make small adjustments that, that, that grow exponentially actually. So the, the more you take time to uh, look at those things, they really add up and people say that all the time. But if you could just take one month of discipline, you could totally see the results. And, uh, yeah, I think one of the cool things that banks are doing now is organizing your expenses into categories. And then they show you this pie chart at the end. And you're like, you know what? I could have <laughs> did a little bit better there. <laughs> I can't believe I'm spending 30% on that. Yeah. You know, because, uh, I mean, groceries are getting more expensive these days. Everything. Um, and what would you say about in terms of, you know, being financially sound and having that peace about your budget and, uh, and and having money, having that safety net of three to months to, to 12 months, perhaps. Right. Um, what does that do to folks? What have you found as an entrepreneur yourself and as somebody that, you know, uh, speaks to folks about finances? How does that change people, you know, emotionally and spiritually? Absolutely. Does it because and physically even too, because, you know, being stressed about your money can affect your health as well physically. So how, what have you found in terms of how the the kind of the, the ripple effect of, of being smart with your money? OK, being smart with your money definitely brings a peace like we talked about. It brings a, a relief. You know, sure, you may not be able to go to that vacation, but you have, you can rest in your home because it's different when you're resting in your home and you're worried about your bills, right? You're worried about that vacation you took and you went too far. So it brings this peace and, you know, it may not be the peace that surpasses all understanding, but it is a peace. And then there's that, there's the comfort of knowing that, hey, should folly befall the land. Should something come up, we've got this emergency fund here. We, we're going to be okay. And it'll give you enough time to recuperate from any type of blow that you might have. Because um, stuff will happen. Stuff does completely. <laughs> Une- what's that? Remember I mean, that commercial <laughs> that used to come out when the unexpected bill would knock on your door? Yes, it's, yeah. it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if you're prepared for it, then it's less stress. Yeah, it's there. You have it there. And we got, that's their do not touch fund. All right. That's the emergency do not touch fund. And so that is a cushion that you can relax on right you can lean back and lay back and have some peace at night when you go to sleep because you know that that that's there and then also like you said the physical side of it is the stress is not in your shoulders and in your body because you're concerned about something that has or has not happened and and you know that not only does God have your back but you've done the you've used wisdom as well to you know have those things in place in case something happens I also wanted to mention that Money answers all things, all right? Money answers all things. So if you do not give your money a job, if you don't tell your money what to do, it's going to go where somebody else is calling it. It's going to go on vacation. (laughs) You've got to give it a job. You've got to give it an assignment. Sure. Because if you don't assign your money where to go, somebody's going to call for your money, and it's going to go. 
right? Because it answers all things, right? So what I teach my kids in the financial literacy class is your budget is a recipe. Like you gotta have your eggs, your chocolate, your, your, your sugar, your flour, whatever. So revenue expenses, savings, you gotta assign it somewhere. If you don't put it in a category, a category will create itself and it's going out the window, right? That's what happens with money. It's, it's like, oh, I thought I had this. I thought I had that. Yeah, you had it, but somebody else called for money and money said, okay, here I go. I'm on the way because you didn't give it a job. You didn't give it an assignment and it's, it's going where, where it's called. Um, we were talking about it spiritually and emotionally. So we touched on it emotionally, but spiritually, the cool thing is that God is our provider, right? And so if our motives are in alignment with his motives, then the resources are going to show themselves. Now, what happens when we get the resources? This is my favorite thing to say to us believers. We love to quote the scripture. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Okay, that's great. <laughs> What you gonna do with it when you get it? We take it out of context sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna even? What are you gonna do with it? Yes. Does it have a plan? Do yeah. you have a plan for it? Do you have an assignment for it? What are you going to do with it? Should when when the riches are released? Because all of us want to win the lottery. Yeah, yeah. But but what if? What 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 if? <laughs> what are you gonna do with it? Do you have something in plan? How are are you going to make sure that your money makes more money? How are you gonna ensure that that your generation behind you? gets to see that money or the one behind that because it's not just so that you can look great on social media sorry but it, it has to have a purpose and in the kingdom it should advance the kingdom in some way right even if somebody say you know what that's a faithful titer i wonder if i tried that would that work out for me yeah even if it's something as small as that and and the richer you are the more you can give. Absolutely. And I mean, giving is, is a reward on itself. I mean, it it's is. like a contagious thing. Like it makes you feel so good to be able to give to others. And if you have those resources, boy, I mean, like your life is just so meaningful to be able to, to, to really help others kind of lift themselves up. Right. It definitely is. I think I was talking with Dwayne and he said something to me, Dwayne Webb. He was just saying, you can't out give a giver. You can't out give a giver. And like, even though, you know, we are worried about, oh, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving. Man, the reward from giving is so great. It's so amazing. Like you see lives change, you see people enlighten, you see people uh, move from one station mentally, physically, and spiritually to another just by your gift, what you gave, what you poured out, you know, whether it be financial or your time, your talent. You know, you don't know who you are changing and reaching. And that's just how I feel about these kids. You know, who are we reaching? We don't know who these kids are going to be, you know, but we got to give, we got to pour, we got to invest. That's an investment too. Yeah. You talked about your financial literacy class. Tell me a little bit about that. Is that part of your teaching job or is that? Out Actually, no, that's, a that's outside the classroom. That is outside the classroom. Okay. It's called uh, Budget Benny. <laughs> Budget Benny. Budget Benny, like Benjamins. Okay. Budget Benny. It's a whole curriculum, and it's created about around teaching kids about money. We start off with really, really basic concepts that a lot of adults don't know, like we just touched on, needs versus wants, delayed gratification. Uh, we get into what? Well, so say that louder for the people in the back. Delayed gratification, okay, right? Because right? right, right, like right. people are like, no, I got this money. Let's blow it. <laughs> no, right, yeah, yeah. no, that's not how this works. <laughs> um, delayed gratification. Um, what is money? Money is changing. 
You know, money is changing. We went from, you know, cows being transacted as money to jewels to shells. Money is changing. Right now we're using fiat money, paper that's backed by the government, but we're changing into digital currency. The the, uh, United States has its own digital currency now. Um, It hasn't received a lot of uh, publicity, but we can look for it in 2025. Um, Other nations have already uh, decided that they have a national digital currency. So money, we talk about what is money. And uh, the way I explain it to the kids, and like most people are like, oh, uh, you know, I'm not going to call it coins, but you know, the other coins, the digital coins, I was like, it's just like you're Mario and you get these coins and you, you jump up, you get it. You don't see it anymore, but it's got a tally right there in the top right corner that's telling you how many coins you got. It's still there. <laughs> and you have to get a certain amount to, to be able to cash them in for something. Exactly. You know, yeah. So it's, 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 I mean, they prepared us when we were in our, you know, 20s and, uh, you know, early, early elementary school. They were already preparing, preparing us with digital coins. Remember, because yeah. you couldn't get an extra life until you got those right. 100 coins. Yeah, we hear a lot about gold nowadays. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so those coins that are backed by gold, yes, go for that. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> so money is changing. We talk about money. And then the final part of that particular course is, uh, how to make a budget, your recipe, your your architectural plan. You know, how you're going to draw a horse? I mean, a house, you got to start with your budget. You, you know, the scripture says, who can uh, build a tower unless they count the cost? You got to count the cost. You got to look at if you're going to have enough money to finish what you started. So that's your budget. It's your recipe. It's your recipe for success financially. You know, is uh, I heard another uh, entrepreneur say, is your mother may I? So you look at your budget and you say, mother, may I go on this vacation? And your budget like, not right now. That's delayed gratification. It, it didn't, your budget didn't say you can't go. It said, not right now. Yeah. We, got, we got to wait a little while. So it's mother, may I? Maybe uh, in the in the fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe maybe early spring. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> go off season, right? Exactly, go yeah. off season. Yeah, so, find out when the cheapest, yeah. Exactly. It's mother, may I? And it's there to assist you. It is, um, it's your accountability partner. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it for sure. And and you know, um, I, I, you talk about kids, um, as you know, in in families, the, I think that probably the two things I hear about that are the biggest uh, point of arguments with between parents and kids and between spouses is um, you know kids is, is, <laughs> is and then money. Those, those are the two things that people fight about the most and stress about and and cause the most. Uh, even though that's the the kids, we love them, but it's it causes you know a lot of strain and there's a lot of juggling to be done. And you are you have you have four kids, I right? Have four. So what are their ages? Twenty one, okay. twenty nine, and six. Oh wow, a wide range, a, a huge you, spread. We you, call them. You started over. <laughs> we we call them tier one and tier two. All right? Okay, they're like you. oh tier two, tier one's home from college. They just left right this yeah. weekend, so tier one is gone. Tier two is still here. Um, so yeah, uh, what's so funny <laughs> is. I was when I was studying for my course, I, I researched delayed gratification, and it says that you know in the study, delayed gratification is something that a child develops between the ages of four and six, right? And so, like they, you know, you teach them this skill, and it, it can be it can be honed and, and and reinforced, but like they totally already have an idea of whether they want to do this this delayed gratification thing between four and six. They've already decided, you know what, I'm going to take the risk. I'm jumping in the water. Or, you know what, I'm going to wait and get my floaty, you know? <laughs> so what's so funny is that I see that in my kids, I, in both sets. I've got one 
delayed gratification. I'm saving my money. I've got something to do. I want to come for something. The other one's like, yes, let's go to the candy store. We're doing this. Live life to the fullest. <laughs> right. No, no FOMO. And so like, but the thing is, like, if we catch them young, you can still put those values in there. They're still going to have the tendency to want to do, let's blow it. But if you train them at such a young age, then it's not only something that's behavior, this is how I do things. These are my habits now. This is what I do, and this is how I manage my money. So what is super cool about them is that even at a young age, they are already understanding the concepts of delayed gratification and saving their money. And I'm not just talking about my biological kids, I'm talking about my kids in my course, because all of them are mine. And uh, I love seeing they was, <laughs> one of my kids was so excited. She was like, yeah, I told my mom I wanted to save my money because I wanted some chocolate covered grass coppers. I said, well, you know what? <laughs> if that's what you want, yes. if that's what causes you to save, I'm all right with that. Yeah, because maybe 10 years from now it'll be a car or right. something like that. Yeah. You know. Um, and do you think that kids, you know, I mean, we talked about from an adult perspective, but for kids can understand the concepts of kingdom economics as well and about what 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 God says about money and what you know how like you said that making those priorities and if you put if God's a part of it things um, kind of fall into place is that something that you know maybe kids can understand as I well I totally believe that they can a lot of us um, I used to teach uh, ESL as a second language um, to kids in China and some of the things those kids are able to do is amazing and it made me realize, that's one of the reasons I created that course, my financial literacy course for kids, is if they are able to understand this at this age, then why am I not teaching them this? You know what I mean? If they are able to do double uh, two-digit multiplication and they're five years old, they can totally get financial literacy. You know? And so if you can get financial literacy, you can definitely get kingdom literacy, kingdom economics, because kingdom financial literacy is based on kingdom economics. They they just took changed the words up a little bit. All of the principles are the same. I literally had a, con- a podcast called Kingdom Economics, and it was how to interpret kingdom concepts and see them in the financial world today. They are literally all there, you know. And so, to- yes, they definitely could get it. They definitely can see you know and we we've already taught them some of them we just haven't told them that this is kingdom economics we taught them that they should give and they should and they should take care of people who are less fortunate we teach them that just at at thanksgiving you know how we donate things all right so we told them that hey you know what we need to save up for this thing because we want to go on vacation that's delayed gratification we already talked about our vacation that's going to happen next year and we're saving up you know what should we should we buy that doll right now or should we put that money toward our vacation you know, so, um, you know, because we had a light Christmas this year because we're going on vacation. And so we're teaching these these things, but we aren't saying, hey, this is what God said. God said, you know, hey, we need to invest. So we need to have some money over here. Uh, you know, in the opportunity when when uh, the famine came in Genesis, God, God told Joseph, hey, 20 percent, put it up. Yeah, <laughs> it was right there. It wasn't it wasn't one fifth of what we're creating, what, what we're producing. Let's put it up for the famine. Let's put it up for a rainy day. And that's about right. If you look at it, 20 to 30% we're saving. Absolutely. You know, because, you know, inflation. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, that is in there. And we can show it to them. Hey, we want to put up something in case folly becomes land, famine, you know, just hard times, unexpected bills, whatever. And that gives us that cushion. And we know that, hey, 
if we what we put our natural, he'll put his supernatural with it, right? So uh, they definitely can get those concepts. They are so bright and so brilliant. Um, we limit them. We just limit them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's smart. It's, it's good parenting. And sometimes they don't like that. But hey, listen, you're you're not there to be their friend. I mean, you you can be friendly, but uh, you're there to be mom or dad, and right. that's that's the role you play. They've got other friends. You know, they can you know say yes to them, and yeah. and uh, you know, and and you were uh, we we're talking about you know crunching numbers and, and making your money work for you. Um, you know, uh, and you're a fourth generation entrepreneur. I is am. that right? I am. So um, when I think of entrepreneurs, I think sometimes of like the popular show Shark tank you know people right? stepping yeah. in front of mark cuban and, and and those guys laurie and and uh and pitching their idea and their business their invention or whatever and um and so and and, and breaking down okay so i put this much money into the business this is how much money i've made i'm not making any money now all those kind of things so how do you um you know as an entrepreneur yourself you seem to have a, a passion for helping other entrepreneurs and helping empower them and to help them realize their dreams is that something that, like, you've seen success stories, but you've also seen failures along the way yourself Absolutely. and others? I mean, because I'm sure it's not all, you know, uh, rainbows and roses, you know. Right. Absolutely. Um, I was talking with uh, someone, and I think I've, I've seen this on a show. Most entrepreneurs fail seven times before they actually hit something that works for them. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to a mentor of mine, and um, I have, like, I, I own several businesses right now. And he was like, what did you do before this? And I said, why did you say that? He was like, because there's no way you could be this good at this if you hadn't failed a couple of times. And so the thing is, you gotta fail forward. You gotta fail forward because we learn from each failure, or you should learn from each failure. And um, the things that I know now, I had to learn them, you know? Somebody could have told me some things, but some things I had to get, what they call it, grit, and get in there and actually learn them. Yeah, and that is one of my huge passions, is to see um, people prosper. I wanna see you prosper. And, and in this day and age, that's marketing. And that's one of my businesses now, that's marketing. You've got to, you are great, you are an amazing. You are, that product you created is amazing, that, that content you've got is amazing, but if your people cannot find you, you're just amazing yeah. at your house, right? <laughs> They've gotta be able to find you, you've yeah. gotta raise your hand and say, hey guys, I'm over here. You know, I know you're my people because we all have our people and they're, they're looking for us and they would love to see you, but you gotta get out there and say, hey, I'm over here. I got what you need. I got what you were looking for. Yeah, that was me. And so uh, a lot of entrepreneurs feel some type of way about that. They're, they're not comfortable getting on camera. They're not comfortable. Um, they feel like they're they're begging or they're bragging or all, all the put themselves out there. Right? But no, that is not what it is. They don't know. You, you know, remember that movie, if you build it, they will come. Yes. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. If you build it, they won't come. They don't know you're there. <laughs> they did not know that you built it. You've got to tell them that you built it. You've got to be your biggest fan. So is that like social media or that's is that like word of mouth? You know? All the things. Yeah. Okay. All the things that's social media, that's word of mouth. That's advertising. That's buying ads. If you know that you're not great on camera, you don't want to be on, do content, buy some ads. Does it cost? Absolutely. Does it work? Absolutely. Think about when you're on social media and you're scrolling. Those ads, that's stuff you want. 
Most of the 70% of the ads that, that they're showing you is stuff you've already Googled or looked up. And it's like, hey, I saw you looking at this. Look what I got for you. They work. So you may have to use ads. Um, but and because customer acquisition, it's not free. It's not. You know? It's absolutely not. And the thing about it is it's a line on your, on your budget. It's a lot on your budget. It's an expense and it's an investment all at the same time because you want to get a return on that. You know, if you put in that that investment in your advertising, it should yield back some type of profit. And and that's what your goal is. I mean, it's just a light bill. You got to look at it that way. It's one of the expenses that you have to pay to run businesses. And I mean, you get there's so many avenues to do it. You can do your own with social media. But you can you can get ads. You can do Google management ads. It's all kinds of different stuff to do it, and um, that's where everything is now. So social media is your heavy hitter right now. Um, for entrepreneurs, get a mentor. You need a mentor. You know, go out there and get a mentor. Somebody has the answer to what you've what you're trying to figure out, and they can save you ten years off your life. Yeah, and that can and that can work. Those things that you talked about, those principles, can work um, in a lot of avenues in mm-hmm. life. You know, mm-hmm. spiritually, emotionally, maybe with working out, like what Dwayne Webb does. You know, he I mean, he shouts from the mountaintop and he tells people, "I've got this boot camp. I've got this financial foundations uh, course coming up over here. I've got this over here." So he lets people know about it. He tags people, and and so and it's a great strategy because it like puts you in at least plants a seed. Like yes. okay, and. Same thing with like working out or same thing with like, you know, a church and your, your walk with God, finding a mentor, finding somebody that like has, has been through it. And um, maybe somebody that's older and that has, you know, has, has kids like you or something like that. Um, And we talked earlier about what the Bible says about wealth and uh, the formula for that because it's about kingdom principles and you uh, in your bio it talks about how that there's it talks specifically in there about that I mean you talked about the 20% or, or the 10% or whatever else so does because um, is, is does the Bible does it talk a lot about wealth or, or, or money in there or maybe a lot more than people think of there think, is you know? so many scriptures in the Bible about money you know, God gives us so much information about it because he wants to bless us with it. He wants to give it to us so that we can advance the kingdom, so that we can have provision, so that we can look like we belong to him. <laughs> right. I mean, we can't say that, oh, our God owns the cattle on the down the hills and we're around here, you know, head down, looking distressed, our nerves bad because a bill came. Right. So there's so many scriptures in the Bible about money. I mean, I can list them. I'm going to just hit you with a couple. Uh <laughs> The, the, the parable of the three of the uh, the three servants and uh, that they gave out the talents. God said to the one servant who did not invest, he said he was evil. Why would he say that? Why would you say that that guy is evil? He just wanted to keep the money, but it was fear. And he was like, I told you, to, <laughs> you, you literally disobeyed me. I gave you this thing and I said, be fruitful and multiply. And what did you do with it? You just stuck it in the ground. And if inflation is doing inflation, then it decreased. Yeah. You, you actually lost my money. Right? You, bought, you bought too much fruit. <laughs> you weren't fruitful. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you've got that. You've got, you've got, you know, seven streams. You've got um, uh, Ecclesiastes. It says that uh, God gave us the power to create wealth. It said he gave us the power to create wealth. He said that's a covenant he made with our forefathers. Like literally, it's a covenant. So he wants us to be, he, and he didn't say he was just going to give you up. He said he gave you the power to create it. Yeah. So what does that look like? That looks like uh, 
giving somebody the information that you have in your head. Somebody wants your knowledge. Somebody wants what you can create. Somebody know you. I mean, you have a vision for something that's inside of you that somebody needs and they will pay for it. If you meet the right people, if you find your people, right, we're waving at them. I'm over here. They will pay for it because I don't want to spend um, five years trying to figure this thing out. And I'll, I'll give you a thousand dollars, huh? Just show me. I just need the cliff notes. You remember those? The cliff notes. Just show, give me this. You know, I, 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 will, I have learned, okay, because I am very creative and I can make a lot of things. But how much do I pay myself an hour versus how much does this thing cost, yeah. right? Like I was making, <laughs> I was making, I love Canva, okay, not Canvas, Canva is an app where you can make all these cool uh, digital uh, digital things, uh, you know, posters, presentations, all this different stuff. And so I was on there, oh, this is going to be good. I just spent two hours doing this. I could have bought this on Etsy for $10. Yes. <laughs> yeah, your time is money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So somebody is willing to pay so that they can save time. Yeah. So somebody is willing to uh, to invest in you so that they can see their thing flourish, because if you and this is some, this is something I tell entrepreneurs, um, if you don't spend time working on your dream, you'll spend your time working on somebody else's. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of times when you see these things on a shark tank or see what entrepreneurs create, a lot of it is based on helping other people helping with their convenience factor like what's going to make your life easier and you know i i um i had a a a family member of mine that was he taught negotiations for 20 years and in talking to me about negotiating for my job and contract and stuff and he says the the key here is is you don't ask like okay i mean obviously you want to raise and you want better things but you know you're you shouldn't go in and that be your focus i want i want i want give me this give me this your focus should be what can i offer you mm-hmm. what how am i valuable to you what mm-hmm. can I, how can i improve your product your business that kind of thing and that's the same kind of thing with some of these products out there making it convenient for folks and so how do you you know um, you know in terms of entrepreneurs you know how do they i guess that's the message right is is, is finding something that um, maybe you love and and um, figuring out, you know, how do I make that part of my job, right? Absolutely. The, the, what do you love? Where's the need in that field? Who has a need? What did you have to figure out that somebody else probably has to figure out? So to figure out what the need is. Then figure out a way to save them time or to save them money. If you can save, some, save somebody time, save somebody money, fill a need, you've got a product. You've yeah. got a product, you've got a service, you've got something that you have to offer. And then go back to what I said about, about finding your people. There are five levels before person purchase, okay? I'm not gonna go through all the levels, but there are five different uh, levels of awareness before somebody decides they buy something. The first one is, I didn't know I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't, oh, honest truth. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that. And then you tell them that th- you have this thing. And they're like, you have this thing? And you tell them what your thing does. And I was like, wow, I didn't know they even have things that do this. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, was, this happened to me over New Year's. And this is my testimony. And I am so thankful to God for this. <laughs> and it's something so simple. I have a key fob. I had a key fob for, you know, 10 years or whatever, sure. however long. And like five years ago, the little spring in it popped out. So I have the key would slide out. And you can lose your fob, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was using clear tape. 
to oh, tape yeah. my key fob up. Oh, yeah. We'll have to tape it up every six months because it would get icky and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, hey, I do economics. I'm a financial girl. So I wasn't about to give them $400 for a new key fob, and this would work with tape. I went to visit a cousin, and she had this cover on her key fob, and it was really cute. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> And she was like, oh, it's just a cover so we could know the difference between this key fob and that one. And I thought to myself, God, this has been available to me all my yeah. <laughs> all these years. I could have been on Amazon and found this key fob. And I wish you guys could see it, but it is so cute. And I no longer, I have been delivered from tape using on my key fob. It's amazing. But the thing is, I did not know it existed. Yeah. And somebody's out there needing what you have and they don't know it exists. Yeah. You gotta tell them, hey, this is what I do. You do that? Somebody can do that for me? Yeah. They're shocked, they're amazed. And then, um, like a lot of my clients are content creators. Not just, hey, I'm on, join me on my live. No, they're creating courses. They're creating curriculums. They're creating, you know, um, software. They, they, are, they are creating. I love my creators. They can be funny. But I love my creators. But like I was saying, they have used something that they took a long time to learn and decided, I'm going to put it in this box for you. I'm going to save you this time and save you this money. And I'm going to tell you why you need it. That's very nice. Well, Charlene, thank you so much for your time. And, and of course, that uh, we'll, we'll let people know uh, at the end of this podcast more about that program that you're going to be doing uh, this coming uh, Saturday, uh, I believe January 20th. So uh, thank you so much for your time and wish you the best as, as a teacher and as a financial guru and entrepreneur <laughs> and mom. You got like you wear like 18 different hats, I right? I do. I do. God gives me grace. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been an amazing time on your show. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Well, uh, I had a great conversation with uh, Charlene uh, Waru. And um, so uh, make sure to uh, check her out again at a free event to help jumpstart your finances, your new year, 2024, as we are a couple weeks into the year now. Uh, at that event, which is going to be called Financial Foundations for Building Your Year. That's going to be this Saturday, January 20th. Uh, with this episode coming out on Wednesday slash Thursday. That'll be from noon to 4 p.m. on Saturday the 20th, presented by the Chattahoochee Valley Chapter of the All About Fitness family. More on that in just a few minutes. Make sure to RSVP. They've got limited seating, but uh, Miss Charlene Awaru will be teaching sessions there, again, free on Financial Blueprint. This will be at the Columbus Public Library on Macon Road. This is in Columbus, Georgia, about an hour and a half south of Atlanta. And Coach Dwayne Webb, who is a previous podcast guest from years ago, will be teaching about goal setting. So uh, make sure to uh, check that out, that free event. And uh, retired Army Major uh, Dwayne Webb, he's got a lot of stuff coming up as well. Um, he uh, was a guest on my episode number 82 of the Run the Race podcast back in fall of 2021. He's a uh, retired Army Major who is uh, has a company called All About Fitness. They do free boot camps. He talks about nutrition He's going to be, uh, you know, kind of part of this Columbus Karate Academy International. He's going to be a guest panelist for a power lunch 
um, talking about uh, serving the whole veteran uh, as a veteran himself. That'll be uh, happening in Riverdale, Georgia, um, coming up on uh, later on this month as well. So uh, um, definitely doing some great things, both of them uh, doing leadership, mentoring, uh, really spreading the joy, spreading the love, uh, spreading their knowledge, their talents, their gifts. They want to lift other people up. They want to see other people achieve, not just kind of, um, you know, kind of keeping them their gifts to themselves. That's what we need to do with, with our self as well, with, with our wisdom we learn about, you know, working out or running or spiritually, you know, uh, as we grow and, and read the Bible more and pray more, what we're learning, pass it on to, to friends, you know, family, uh, people, your enemies, you know, uh, spread that knowledge out. So uh, make sure to, um, you know, Charlene and Dwayne are doing some some uh, some great work. And, um, you know, when it comes to kingdom economics and uh, just uh, growing the kingdom, uh, not just with money, but uh, with, uh, with talents as well. And just some more information about Charlene Awaru uh, that uh, we didn't quite get to, but uh, her latest latest venture is Insight Virtual Solutions. It's uh, really, you know, they want to be at the forefront of digital marketing and helping to launch agencies. And the, the focus she has really, she talked about, you know, having a mentor and being a mentor. Uh, her focus is really on female service and um, creating courses and programs and uh, their passion about helping others reach their audience through the power of digital marketing. She says, you got to stand up and shout. You got to tell people where you are. It's not being, you know, kind of showy. It's uh, kind of being smart with your business and with your money and uh you know got to make money to be able to you know kind of keep the business rolling and to, to keep the kingdom going as well that takes money uh she also you know as, as uh you know seen a lot of entrepreneurial needs and she's the facilitating facilitating mentor a metamorphosis mindset collective which helps female builders entrepreneurs and creators so really wanted to help future generations great job by her and uh, closing this podcast now in prayer, just uh, Lord God, thank you uh, for uh, for the money you provide for us, uh, for the resources you provide for us, that we can um, really ultimately, the goal is helping to build your kingdom, uh, make it better, uh, give glory to you. And Lord God, just uh, help provide for us uh, the many needs that we have and uh, that uh, we, we focus on the right things. We put you first and foremost, have those priorities straight, Lord God, so that the money will work the way it's supposed to work. And uh, Lord God, uh, just thank you for this new year. Uh, we pray for health for ourselves and for our families. And uh, Lord God, just help us to learn to be better uh, each and every day as we go throughout this year. In your name we pray. Amen. And uh, I might sound a little under the weather a little bit. Uh, maybe some of you are dealing with flu or maybe COVID or colds like me. I got to get a little bit of a head cold. Um, just coming off my uh, marathon in my 26th state in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I uh, drove down there and first time to, to that state and first time to New Orleans, about an hour down the road from Baton Rouge where LSU is. So I'm going to have a recap episode, give you a, a really all the ins and outs of how that race went and my trip to New Orleans and things I did and and uh, how I did. Uh, it was, I think, believe my third fastest marathon out of almost 30 that I've run so far. So make sure to look out for that podcast recap in the next uh, couple weeks uh, that will come out. And uh, we will continue talking about fitness and faith on a weekly basis here on uh, Run the Race. And you can find us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple, where you can, on that little purple mic on the app, you can also write a review. Give us five stars if you like it. Pass it on. Spread the word. Hashtag run the race. 
and uh, and we'll run the race when it comes to finances as well. And hope you uh, got some uh, some great information from Charlene today. And uh, have a great week.